Recorded live.
great tonight. Thank you for being so gracious. Thank you for being so kind. Thank you for staying. Thank you for loving me. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other reaches to me. My God, my God, my God. Those words alone speak volumes. I don't know about you, but I've had those moments recently where the spirit of the living God was my strength like no other. Had it not been for the power of the Holy Ghost, I literally don't know where I would be, but I'm grateful unto God that he was right there that strength like no other that literally reached down to me. Amen. Truly, we are grateful unto God. Amen. David said, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. We, amen, um, greet you in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we welcome you to another edition of Fresh Fire Sunday Night Live. I am your host and the visionary, Prophet V.K. Thompson. Amen. And we are grateful to God for each of you, amen, that have joined us on tonight. Excuse me. We are anticipating an awesome time in the presence of the Lord. God is, amen, an awesome God. And beside him, there is none other. We have... um, been so blessed and really uh, just been in awe of everything God is doing, um, everything God is about to do. We have an anticipation, amen, um, of what God is about to do. I feel in my spirit that we are on the brink of some great things, amen, um, in this year. And I bless God. Um, I've just been on the edge of my seat waiting to see what's about to unfold and what's about to be revealed um, in the body of Christ. Um, so I don't know about you, but I am just ready. Amen. I'm just um, just open, amen, to receive <clears throat> what it is that God wants to do. My God brother uh, preached two years uh two years, Lord Jesus, two weeks ago, amen, in the person of, amen, Apostle um, Mark Walker, and he simply said that this year it's time to go big, amen, whatever we do, whatever we say, amen, it's time to go big, so this year I'm not settling, amen, for what I settled for last year and in previous years, but, amen, I have a determination to go big, to go great, to expand, because I know that God has already gave us the release. God has already gave us, amen, the green light to go forth. And so tonight we're excited, amen, we're ready to see, amen, what God is about to do, amen, um, in this year of 2018. We're excited on tonight, and we give honor 
um, to this phenomenal woman of God, amen, that has took time out of her um, schedule, amen, to come and to share with us what what heaven has to say on tonight, amen, in the person of Prophet Michelle Franklin all the way from Chicago, Illinois, amen. I am excited. I don't know about anyone else, but I, for one, am excited to hear what heaven has to say through this awesome woman of God. If you uh, don't know, amen, you're about to know, amen, and I'm just going to leave it right there. If you don't know, you're about to know. Oh, God, hallelujah, amen. She has shared um, a portion of her uh, testimony with us in times past, but I'm telling you, I am just excited um, to hear what um, heaven has to say, amen, on tonight. So we're getting ready to pray, and then we're getting ready to get out of the way so that she'll have plenty of time, amen, to do whatever it is that the Spirit of the Lord has um, imparted in her spirit to release on tonight, Amen. Preach, teach, prophesy, hook them in the side. Don't matter to me. We are here on tonight, and we're ready for the Holy Ghost to have his way. Amen. Let us look to the throne room of heaven on tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before your throne first and foremost just to tell you thank you. God, we thank you, oh God, for this day, God, for the blessings of the day. God, we thank you for all that you have done, for all that you're doing, and for the things you're getting ready to do. Father, we magnify you, we exalt you, and we extol you. God, you said in your word, if you be lifted up, you would draw all men unto you. Tonight, God, we come, God, for no other reason, for that your kingdom be glorified, your people edified, and the kingdom of the enemy horrified. God, tonight, God, we give you free reign, God, in this place, God, on this conference call, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we're believing you, oh God, to shower down, God, fresh rain, God, fresh manna from heaven, God, in the name of Jesus. God, allow a fresh oil to flow, God, allow a fresh wind to blow, God, right now, in the name of Jesus. God, we're believing you, oh God, to speak to us directly from the oracles of the throne room of heaven. God, send a release to night, God, in the name of Jesus. God, anoint your woman servant, oh God. Take her down into the wells of your knowledge, God, and bring her up afresh and anew, oh God, with a rhema word for your people. God, give us ears to hear what heaven is saying on tonight, minds to comprehend and hearts to receive. God, that we will take the word, we will walk the word, we will see the word manifest in our lives individually as well as corporately, bread of heaven, feed us until we won't no more. God, tonight we come before you, an empty pitcher before a full fountain. God, and we say, fill us up tonight, oh God. Fill us up, God, till we overflow. God, some came on the line on tonight needing a release. Some came on tonight needing healing in their body. Some came on the line tonight needing deliverance, oh God. Some came, God, just to know that you still got them on your mind. God, have your way. Talk to your prophet. 
speak to your prophet, God, and she will release what it is that you would have to say on tonight. Say to the Lord, God, rebuke you even now. We bind you and we cast you into hell where you belong. You have no power. You have no authority. We render you powerless this night in the name of Jesus that the accomplished will of God shall go forth and accomplish that which you sent it out to do. Father, we ask you, O oh God, to send a fresh anointing to every uh cell phone tower, every internet connection, every landline that's connected to this call on tonight. Be glorified, oh God. Say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. God, let signs and wonders follow your word. God, we believe you on tonight to shake the very foundation of hell. God, God, we believe you tonight, God, to have your way. God, be glorified in this place. God, will forever exalt you, God, will forever give you glory, God, will forever bless your name because you're worthy. You're worthy of it all, oh God, because from you are all things, and to you are all things. God, you deserve the glory. God, have your way tonight. In the name of Jesus, and we'll forever give you the glory. We'll forever give you the honor. For we decree and declare it done, for it is so, and so it is. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. I wish I had somebody right where you are. Take about 20 to, 20 to 25 seconds and just give God a praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you want to get heaven's attention and you want to hear from heaven on tonight, sometimes you got to give God glory for yourself. Hallelujah. Yeshua Tokor. We will be on the ocean. Hallelujah. Yeah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. You're worthy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, God. We magnify you tonight. We bless your name in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God, there's none like you. There's none like you. There's none like you. Hallelujah. We magnify you in this place tonight, Lord God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord God. We're not going to prolong the time as it were. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I do believe there is, amen, a, a, a right now word, amen, waiting to be released in this atmosphere. Amen. We do have a capable and well-able woman of God that God has um, sent forth on tonight to release unto us what heaven has to say. So I pray that you came ready, amen, to receive what it is that God has to release in this atmosphere. Amen. She is no stranger unto us. Amen. She's ministered on the line before. Amen. And she so willingly agreed to come back and minister on tonight. Amen. I pray, amen, that you're ready to hear what heaven has to say. As my spiritual father used to always say, if you can't say amen, say I'm the man. But sit prayerfully, pray with her, pray for her. If you push her, I, I promise you, 
she'll take you somewhere. If you pull on her, I promise you, she'll take you, amen, where it is that you're trying to go. Amen. All the way from Chicago, Illinois, God's oracle, God's prophet, God's mouthpiece for this hour, prophet Michelle Franklin. Amen. Let's receive her in Jesus' name. God bless you, woman of God. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, <laughs> Prophet. You know, uh, just always just your words of affirmation and just, you know, believing in me and that powerful prayer uh, for setting an atmosphere on tonight uh, because the atmosphere is definitely set. I really feel the presence of God on this line. And so I really thank God for you and your ministry. I thank God for your wife. You know, I hope she's on the line. You know, I always look for her as well, you know. Uh, but I thank you. Um, just for inviting me out to the line. One thing that you don't know is that um, I was talking to the Lord and I was, you know, you know, feeling a little challenged because I know God was saying it's time for you to get up out of the place that you're in and get back out in the field. And I'm just like, you know, that lazy spirit come on you like, well, God sent somebody else. You know, I'm trying to reroute this thing. I'm trying to go another way. I know the way that he said go, but I'm trying to reroute this thing, you know. I'm like, I don't don't have to do all of that, you know what I'm saying? So God, like, get back up and just start marketing yourself and putting yourself out there, and I've never done that. And so I put it in the atmosphere. I said, okay, Lord, I'm coming into agreement with this thing. I'm ready to start back ministering. (laughs) And so when you text me last week, I just laughed. Because I said I had just told my pastor at one of our board meetings that, um, yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. God said, get back out in the field. And so when I released it into the atmosphere, who would have thought that a prophet all the way down from West Virginia would have picked it up in the spirit and be asking me to come on his line and speak? So I thank God. My, my, my. <laughs> um, those of you all that don't know Brian, uh, Prophet um, B.K. Brian um, is a man of God that I met while I was on a ministry assignment in West Virginia. Um, his God brother um, is also my apostle. And so um, I met the man of God down there. And so um, I just thank God for him for paving the way and and really opening up the door for God's people to come on and giving him a platform um, to utilize. And for that, I heard the spirit of the Lord say as soon as I got on the phone that this was going to be an awesome season for you. And I heard him say that someone is going to come back and be a financial blessing to you. I specifically I don't prophesy finances. I I really try not to. I, I'm a life-changing person. That's what my message is going to be about tonight. So I really focus on personal development, you know. So I really don't try to prophesy uh, financial things or materialistic things unless God leads me to do so. And so right. I, I really heard the Spirit of the Lord saying that someone is going to come back and be a financial blessing to you. And the reason being is because you've actually paved the way for a lot of people in ministry. You've given them a platform when no one else will give them a platform. You've even given them a platform when they were starting off. And now that they've taken off, you know, um, um, they don't. you don't have the support of them anymore because they've taken off. And God said, because of your obedience, he's going to open up the door and many of them are going to come back 
and they are going to be a blessing to you. But I specifically hear that there's going to be someone that's going to come, and they're going to be a financial blessing unto you. And so we just thank God for the word of the Lord. And My so God. I'm going to open up with prayer. Father God, we just thank you. We give you praise, glory, and honor just for who you are. We worship you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, just for allowing us this opportunity to speak and give um, praises and glory unto you, oh God. We recognize, God, who you are on tonight, God. We recognize you and all your awesomeness on tonight for you being the Lord of Lords and King of Kings over our lives, God. We thank you for an awesome day, even as the man of God said that what David said, oh God, that he was glad when he came into the house of the Lord. And so, God, we thank you on tonight, oh God, that we can come on this line, God, and feel your presence, God, because you said with two or three together, you will be a God in the midst. So, God, we give you praise, glory on tonight. Even as I decrease, God, I ask you to take over. I ask you to take over in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I ask that you will take over, God. I ask in the name of Jesus that you will interrupt every part of me, God, and that you will interject as you see fit, God, that you will release the words you need people to hear in the mighty name of Jesus, God. God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus, God, that the fire that that, that has been released on the inside of me, that it will spill out, God. It will spill out the way you want it to spill out on tonight, God. God, counsel out my assignment and implement your assignment, oh God. Let tonight be about you, God, and not about me, God. God, God, we counsel out the spirit of flesh right now in the name of Jesus, God. God, we're not looking for accolades from anybody. We're just looking to bless and empower your people. So, God, we pray that this word will penetrate the hearts and penetrate the spirits of those that are on this line, that it will cause them to arise and transition and walk in a new level of transformation in their spirit, God. God, we give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So um, most of you all that know, that's on the line, that know me know that I teach in the area of character. I teach in the area of leadership and stewardship. I don't teach nothing that I haven't really experienced. You know, you got to go through some things when you want to teach on some things. And so as it relates to stewardship, I've been single for 15 years, and so I've learned throughout these 15 years how to govern my body, how to govern my body, how to be a good steward over my finances as a single woman, how to be a good steward over my children. You know, I have some respectable children. You know, they have some good morals and good values because they was raised in the right culture. They was raised in the right environment. And so I've learned how to govern myself. So now I'm in a position where I can go out and teach other people how to govern their lives. And so even as it relates to leadership, I've um, studied leadership for years, been in leadership positions, not just in the church, but outside of the church, you know, so I know a lot about leadership. And then character. Character is something. Character is much different than leadership and stewardship because character is the very very ingredient that is used to enhance our leadership capability. 
So character is very important, and it's a subject that many people don't want to talk about because in order for you to walk in good character, it's going to require you to walk through a process, a process that's challenging. You know, you're going to go through some trials, and you're going to go through some tribulations. You're going to go through some folks not liking you because in the process, God is trying to build your character. I know a lot of times we tend to think that God is just trying to get us to our destination, which is our purpose, but in reality, God is trying to build our character so that we can be sustained in our destination. So we go through this process because he's saying, I need you to think like me. I need you to walk like me. I need you to talk like me. If you're going to work for me, God is looking for workers. He's looking for workers. And, and when you go on your job, the way as soon as you're hired, there is a 90-day probation period because during that time, you got to be trained to understand the values and the morals and the principles of that company. You got to understand the culture of that company before you can become a, 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 an employee of that company. See, after 90 days, I can fire you. Because after 90 days, you should have understood my culture by now. After 90 days. After 90 days, how much work are you willing to put in to be developed, to be who I need you to be for this company? Because I don't need to just hire you just to be hiring you. I need you to bring in some folks. I need you to bring an increase into my company. I need you to help my company to advance to the next level. I don't need to hire you, and I look up five years from now, and we're still the same. So if I hire you for my company, come to the interview and tell me how can you help take me to the next level. I'm looking for somebody who got something I don't have as a leader. And so Jesus said, greater works will you do. He's looking for workers who can do something great in the kingdom of God, in his kingdom. He's looking for workers who can help to advance his kingdom. He's looking for workers who can help push his kingdom to the next level. He's looking for those kind of people. And so I put a post on Facebook that says um, something about um, anybody can, anybody can um, operate in God's power. But what classifies you as a son of God is your character. It's your character. That's what classifies you as a son of God, not just from knowing the word. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that many will come to me that in this day and say, and we're talking about judgment day, the book of Matthew states this, that in that day many will come to me and they're going to say, Lord, did we prophesy in your name? Did we heal the sick in your name? We cast out demons. We did all of that good stuff in your name. And he's going to say, turn away from me because I never knew. Because there is a requirement, and we always talking about relationships. We always talking about relationships. I'm going to get to that point, though. We always talking about relationships. God, when Jesus came, he came to reconcile us back to the Father. He came to reconcile us back to the Father, okay? What kind of place was he trying to get us to? I want y'all to think about that for a minute. What kind of place, reconciliation, what kind of place was God trying to get us back to? A lot of people would say God was trying to get us back to dominion. 
What kind of place was God trying to get us back to? Okay? And so God began to speak to me about character. And every day and everything that I do, God unfolds something new, a new level of revelation and information he unfolds to me as it relates to character. And uh, we throw people away all the time. When people show you their true colors, this is what we say on Facebook, people show you who they really are. Run. Run. But he showed me something. This is why I'm not so gun-ho with just totally disconnecting from people. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, let the wheat and tares grow together. God will do the separation. And I specifically heard him say today, as I was going over what he had given me to teach, I specifically heard him say to me today, he said, some of us are connected to people that may not be adding value to us. And some of us are connected to people that that mean us no good. But the Bible says that I'll make your enemies your footstool. That means in order for you to be elevated and get to the next level, you need somebody who's classified as an enemy to to give you a step stool so that you can use them to step up on to get to the place of elevation. And so what we do is we get mad at people because we see a flaw in their character. And we disconnect from them, not knowing that God placed them there as a means of elevation. God is going to use them to get you up to a place of elevation. And so throughout my journey, God has been taking me through a process, rearranging some things in my life to to help me to walk in good character. But what kind of character? What kind of place is God trying to get me back to? What kind of place is he trying to get me back to? Now, let me give y'all this. Hmm. The Bible says in Luke, the 10th chapter, that the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray that the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. He said to me, the laborers are few in this season. Now we look around and we see people preaching the gospel. They're going from place to place and they're preaching. They're going from church to church preaching. preaching. They're doing conference after conference after conference, and they're preaching. They know the word. Some of them are even flowing in this very profound revelation of the word of God. But we know that the enemy is going to flow in a very profound revelation. And so if our discernment is not key, we'll be swept away by profound revelation because we don't know how to really comprehend and really decipher the kind of spirit that we're sitting up under. And so we find ourselves in a state of confusion, going back and forth, not knowing what is the plan of God concerning our lives. And so he said, the laborers, the laborers. And so as I begin to look at this passage, he showed me something. It goes on to say, go your way. Now, for many of you all don't know, this is the time that Jesus is sending them out. 
He's not just, he's in this passage. He's not sending out the 12 in this passage. He's already done that. Now he's sending out the 70. He's sending out the 70. And he said that the laborers are few. And he said, go your way. I send you as lambs among wolves. And this is what he said to me. He said, the laborers are few because there are very few lambs. There are a whole lot of wolves, but there are very few lambs. And so I begin to think like that, and I said, wait a minute. I said, because the Bible says that Jesus is the lamb. I said, okay, God, so will you, will you get now? And this is what he said to me. In the book of Genesis, the Bible says that we was made in the image and in the likeness of God. Image is character. So when God created man, he created us in his character. That means everything that was like God was on us was in us, was all a part of us. And so when Jesus came to reconcile us with the Father, he came back to get us to that original place where we were made and we operated and we functioned in his character. And so what he said, listen, I need some lambs. What he's saying is I need some people that represent my character doing my work. There are too many wolves, not enough. People of character, not enough lambs, not enough people representing my kingdom. Not enough people representing my kingdom. There are a lot of people that has a false representation of what my kingdom is. And the reason why many people have a false representation of God's kingdom is because the culture of the kingdom has been displaced. There is, I was telling somebody the other day that race and culture is two totally different things. Two totally different things. When we talk about culture, we're talking about the morals, the values, the principles of God's kingdom. We're talking about righteousness. And you create a culture, and then you raise people up in that culture. They're going to operate in God's morals and God's principles. And so not many people have the culture of the kingdom within us. This is why the kingdom is within us, because we're supposed to go out and operate and be representatives of the culture of the kingdom of God, which is the kingdom of heaven, but only because we, we, have, we have inherited the culture of his kingdom. And so he said, lambs. I don't have enough lambs. I'm, I'm looking for lambs without the lambs. He said there is a shortage. There is a shortage. I need some lambs to sit out. He said, listen, I'm sending you out. I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. That means it ain't going to be easy. That means you're going to come across some foolish people. That means you're going to come across some haters. That means you're going to come across people that don't mean you no good. That means you're going to come across thieves and robbers. That means you're going to come across people that may tear you down. But I'm sending you out as lambs among the wolves. I'm not sending you out empty-handed. 
I'm going to give you power and authority. The Bible said he gave them power and authority. Two different things. Power and authority. So I ain't just sending you out. I'm not just sending you out. And so when God sends you, he sends you at a moment of time when you have become a lamb, when you look like him, when you talk like him, when your speech aligns with his speech. It's a whole lot of mistakes I done made that my, my that that were that people if they knew if they knew my background, if they knew some of the issues that I may have had, if they knew, they would have said that's a woman of bad character. But we finna get into this. And we're gonna talk about what character what classifies a person as a person of bad character and do and do God disregard, disregard people? Do he throw people away with bad character? What do he do with them? As a matter of fact, he told me, he said, daughter, I'm looking for some people with bad character. <laughs> I'm, 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 I want y'all to get what I'm saying. He said, I'm looking for some people with bad character. I'm looking for some flawed individuals, people that are flawed, vessels that are flawed. I want them, bring them to me. Because his goal is to clean them up. He don't just grab hold of people and sing you out. No. It's not his will that anybody should perish. But then we all come into the knowledge of God. And so he said a shortage. A shortage is a state or situation in which something is needed. Let, let me say that again because I, 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 I think somebody may have missed that. A shortage is a state or situation in which something is needed and cannot be obtained because there is an insufficient amount and a deficiency, a deficiency. So, God, what is the deficiency? He said too many deficiencies within their character. Character deficiencies left unchecked. So, character. I love to talk about character. I really do. I love to talk about character because I study it every day, all day. Every day, all day. And one thing that the Lord told me was that one mistake does not classify a person as a, a person of bad character. One mistake doesn't do that. And so there are different individuals that he took me through to show me some things about people that he chose that had bad character. And so when he came up on Peter, he said, listen, I'm, I want, if y'all follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of men. That started the process because now I got to clean you up. I got to give you a new mindset. That started the process. He didn't just meet up with Peter though. And say, hey, you know what? Let me give you power and authority. No, that was in a whole, a whole nother time. They had to walk with him a little bit. They had to learn him a little bit. They had to establish relationships with him a little bit. And we don't know how to establish effective relationships. It's easy for us to throw people away because it's so hard to build relationships. People don't understand what it takes to build authentic and effective relationships. Communication, I always say communication is the glue. 
it helps to seal up everything. And so we have become a generation of texting where I no longer want to talk to you. I just want to text you. And I remember seeing this post on Facebook where this young lady put up there something about how men want to date through text messages. I don't do that. I always tell them, listen, I had to tell one guy a year ago, listen, I said, all you want to do is text. And I said, whenever a man loses his, loses, no longer wants to hear my voice, it means he's lost interest in me. A real man want to hear your voice. When a real man is interested in you, he's going to pursue you and want to communicate with you. He's going to want to establish a relationship with you to learn more about you. And text messages don't do that. And so these men of God had to walk through a process with Jesus because Jesus was building their character. He was showing them how to operate. He wasn't just showing them how to perform a miracle. I don't need to just give you power to perform the miracle because if your character isn't right, you'll misuse the power and my people. I need you to inherit what's on the inside of me. I need you to understand my culture that's living on the inside of me because the culture that's on the inside of me is the culture of my kingdom in heaven. He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. How can the kingdom come? It's his culture that we have to embrace. And so the very first person that they gave me was Judas. <laughs> Judas. I know many of us want to throw people away. As I stated before, let, the, let God do the separation. Even in relationships, when you're dating somebody, I always tell people when you are invested into a relationship, emotionally, it's best to let God do the separation. Let him give you the strategy. I always pray and I tell people, God, if this person made me no good, if this person ain't for me, remove them. Remove them. Let them just fade out of my life. Let them just fade away from me because I don't need unhealthy relationships in my circle. I can love you from a distance. You can be in Atlanta, Georgia. I can be in Chicago. But when I come to Atlanta and, I, and I'm walking down the street and I see you, I say, hey, how you doing? Give you a hug. What's up? What you been on? That's it. So you got to know how to put people in their rightful place. I don't know why I'm talking about relationships. <laughs> I'm picking up on something tonight. I don't know who all on this line. Oh, Jesus. I'm picking up something about relationships on this call. But. We have to build authentic relationships. And Jesus built an authentic relationship with somebody who didn't even have his heart. And he knew it. Let's look at that. He knew it. He knew it. Let me turn to it, guys. John, the 13th chapter, verse 18, guys. Okay. This is Jesus talking. He said, I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his head against me. 
Now, I tell you before, if it comes, that when it does not come to pass, you may believe. Wait a minute. Do I want to go all the way here? Okay, here we go. Let me go back some, guys. Let me go back. Okay, Simon, I'm going to start at the ninth verse. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, who is who is bathed need only to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but do not, but not all of you. For he knew who will betray him. Therefore he said, you are not all clean. That's the only part I want to read. He knew who will betray him. But he didn't let that stop him. Judas was among the 12 who was given power and authority and sent out when Jesus sent them out. He was given power and authority, and he was sent out into the regions to heal all matter of sickness. He was sent out. How you sent and your character jacked up? Jesus knew it. He wasn't sleep on people. So what that people in our circle and in our lives, we know, we have inside revelation that this person is no good for us. I'm going to talk about another person on here. But Jesus knew this. He said, I know who's going to betray me. And so Judas had all of these different character flaws, all of these different issues, but he was still chosen by God. I remember I taught this message um, where Paul was on the road of Damascus and the Bible, and the Lord began to tell me, he said, listen, he said, although he's blind, he's still chosen. He's still chosen. God had to change Paul's name. He had a bad reputation among the saints of God. God had to clean him up, and he had to change his character. He didn't see a flaw and run and throw him away. That's the easy way out. That's the easy way out to see a person struggling, and they flawed, and we throw them away. I'm not with that anymore. I used to be that way. But God said, I want you to learn how to put people in their place in your life. And the reason why you keep getting hurt is because people are out of place. People are out of position. You got them here when they're supposed to be there. Women are emotional creatures. When we beat men, we immediately put them in the wrong spot. Immediately. As a matter of fact, men, and I'm telling y'all, I don't know why I'm talking about relationship. Thank you, Holy Ghost. But when I tell you all, men, men can be friends with a woman for two, three years. Women ain't going. Women struggling because he just want to be my friend. He's not into you. Because a man that wants you and a man that's into you, oh, Jesus, I'm telling y'all, I feel this so strong. I don't know who it's for. But a man that's really into you, he going to put in the work to get with you because he don't want nobody else to get you, nobody else. And so we have to understand what God is saying in terms in relationship, in relation to our character in this season. And the things that are going to be made available to us is contingent upon our character. It's contingent upon our character, the outcome. 
or the end result of what we reap in this season is going to be a result of our name. The Bible says, I'll make your name great. God want to make our name great in this season. And so we have to clean our name up and not allow people that's connected to us to constantly taint us because we had them out of place in our lives. I don't know who that's for, but I'm telling you all, uh, I feel that very strongly on tonight. There is someone on this line, um, and it's actually a woman that is on this line. And I feel it so strong in my spirit. There is a man in your life that is out of place, out of position. Uh-uh. I don't want to say it like that, but I'm telling you, you have to remove him. Step back and allow God to do some shifting. God want to do some shifting in this season. He want to rearrange some things in our lives in this season. He want to put some things in order in this season. Let him do it. Otherwise, we'll be sitting back depressed and down and thinking that God forgot about us and thinking that God didn't bless us. When God is saying, I tried to do it, you wouldn't let me. I kept telling you no, but you wouldn't let me. When a man is interested in you, he's going to pursue you, period, point blank and simple. I told a friend of mine, I said I was coming out of the store today, and I and, and I saw all of this stuff in there concerning Valentine's Day. And I said, you know what, God, I will not settle. Let me tell y'all why I said that. I've never shared this with anybody but one young lady. Never shared this. I'm 38 years old, getting ready to be 39 next month. Never shared this with anybody. For Valentine's Day, for my birthday, for Christmas, for any other holiday, I've never received a gift from a man. Never received happy Valentine's Day. Never received happy birthday. Never that. None of it. Never been taken out for a holiday for my birthday. Never. None of it. One of the reasons was because I can count on one hand how many guys I, 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 I had relations with. Two. So I haven't been around town and, and dated a lot to really put myself out there like that. But I told God today when I went in that store, and I'm saying I'm listening to all of these relationships, how men want to be with a woman, but they don't want to pursue her enough to appreciate her and value her enough to shower her with just something of value. And I told a friend of mine, I said, you know what, and I'm pretty simple and I'm pretty easy in the sense of this. I'm a homebody. Our date could be just sitting at home. I'm talking about being married because I ain't, I ain't, no, you ain't coming to my crib and all that stuff like that. Our date could be us just sitting up watching a little movie, cuddling and all of that good stuff, eating popcorn. That could be a date to me. I'm a simple person. I don't like all of these diamonds and stuff like that. If you got it, fine. But don't just, don't get mad when you don't see me wearing it all the time. I'm not a jewelry girl. I'm pretty simple. But when I came out of that store, I said, God, all these men out here that I've seen and all of that stuff that I've spoken to, I said, I will not settle. I know what I deserve and I know what I desire, and that is value and appreciation. And whoever you are on this line, you better know your value. You better know what you deserve. 
You better know what you desire. You better know what's important to you. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in something you can't get out of, and it's going to drive you crazy. It's just going to drive you to a point of depression. I don't know who you are, but it's going to drive you to a point of depression. If I'm going to be driven to a point of depression, it's going to be because I'm still by myself, not because I'm by myself struggling with somebody trying to convince them that I'm the one. Baby, if you don't see that I am the one when you meet me, or even after a few months of us even talking, then something is wrong because it don't take man no time when his vision is in alignment. When the first thing that God did with Adam was train his vision, because I need you to see what I see. So when, uh, when you meet a man of, who's walking in godly character, his vision is in alignment with God's, with God's vision. He see what God sees. He see what God sees. So, uh, so if he encounter a woman that is his wife, he's going to see what God sees about this young lady. And God is saying, I'm the one. So he don't know. So he going to swoop her up real quick because I ain't got time to play no games unless somebody else get her. Let me move on because I don't even know why I'm there. The second person, Peter. Before I go to Peter, let me go here. The disciples. How many of you all know that the disciples had issues? One of the issues that they had that the Lord took me to, to was Luke, the ninth chapter. The Bible says that there was a dispute that arose among the disciples. Why? Because now they are talking about who's the greatest in the kingdom of God. Now they're operating in the what? The spirit of pride. That that one act classified them as men of bad character and they could not be used by God? Absolutely not. You are a flawed vessel. You're going to have some issues within yourself, but it doesn't mean you cannot be used. This is why many people that's why many people gonna come to him in that day and gonna say we cast out all of this stuff. Because you can still be used by God. But the problem that a lot of people are having is they being used by God but they're not allowing God to fully develop them. In their minds they they've reached a place of arrival where they feel like no one else has to teach them. I told my pastor concerning marriage, I said, all I require is two things from a man, not not from him, from him like that. I said, but when I meet him, it's two things, that he's open and that he's teachable. When a man isn't open and he's not teachable, that relationship ain't going nowhere. That's pride. Can't nobody tell him nothing. He got to be open, and he got to be teachable. And I ain't talking about just to me. When I'm talking about teachable, not willing to allow another man to even influence him. Men are in a place where they don't want another man telling them nothing. How how he going to try to tell me how to run my household? Be open and be teachable. Listen to good, sound wisdom. Accept the fact that you have a problem. You have issues. I told somebody on the day, I said, what I love about you is that even though we all have issues and you got these issues, what blesses me about you is that that you've taken the first step, and that's being able to recognize and identify and accept the fact that you got problems and that you've gotten to the place where you are 
because of you. Acceptance is the first step. And it's a hard step. It's a very difficult step to sit back and say, I did this. I messed up. And sometimes when we're out there preaching and we're in a position of leadership, it's hard for us to take ownership and say, when we've messed up. And so along the lines, we've stopped getting developed. We got to continue to grow. We got to continue to get developed. New things are going to arise as we're being elevated. When you're being elevated, things are falling off, but new things are coming on. When I got elevated into my position, it was a level that I'm, I was lost in. I felt alone because I'm in, I felt as soon as hands was laid on me for me to receive the mantle, I felt myself drifting into a new place, and it was an unfamiliar place to me. And so I'm questioning God and saying, what do I do from here? The number one thing I cry and ask God for daily are teachers. God, send me teachers. Send me teachers. I need somebody to minister to me. Send me teachers. I'm telling y'all, I'm, I'm be, I've, I've been saved for, about, for about, about 17 years doing this thing, and I'm telling y'all, I, I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm not asking God for teachers. Every level that you go to is going to require you to request a teacher because you got to get developed from every area that you go to. You got to get developed. This is why relationships have problems because people refuse to get developed. Relationships are evolving. People are growing. People are changing. But you got to get developed in the midst of the change. So the disciples they're arguing, prideful, thinking highly of themselves. But when I read this passage, I realized something. I said, wait a minute. When Jesus goes to them, Jesus t- takes a child and sits a child in the midst. And then I recognized something. I said, he's talking about partiality. He wasn't telling them that they could not be great. I said, let's, let's go there. Luke, the ninth chapter. He wasn't telling them, listen, y'all not great. Y'all can't be great. No. All y'all got the capacity to be great. If I'm great, you can be great. Let me help you be great right along with me. Let me pull you up to a level of greatness. Let me pull you up higher than than where I am. Let me pull you up so that you can go higher. That's what Elisha and Elijah did. You asking for a double portion. People that encounter us should be receiving double of what's on our lives. That's one thing that blessed me about Apostle Walker. One thing that blessed me about him, he said, you should be able to do more than what I do. More than what I do. And I told him, I'm like, well, I need this. He said, you don't need me. As a matter of fact, you flow in a different level of revelation. Your anointing is a lot bolder than mine. I can give you wisdom, but I don't got what you got. You on a whole nother level than me. But when people are great, they want other people to be great. So we're going to look at that because that's all Jesus was telling them. Not you arguing with them because you're just a prideful individual. Pride is I'm great and can't nobody else be great. That's pride. I got it and I don't want nobody else to have it. I remember one time my son, 
Glory be unto God is bad. Can I just can I just pump my baby up? He draw like JJ from Good Time. He sings. He write. He writes music. He raps. He can produce. He does everything. And he's very. He's an artist. That's exactly what he is. He's a straight up artist. God has. He got. God has given him an unspeakable, unheard of talent. And I was telling somebody. I said when he was a kid, he used to make things out of paper with his hands. So a few years ago, a young lady at our church had an idea for, um, God had given her uh, um, an idea for an invention. So while we were talking, my son began to take the pen and the paper, and he began to draw, and he began to take the paper and try to make what he saw. He didn't know what her invention was. But he began to write what he saw and began to try to make what he saw out of the paper. And when she turned around after we were talking and she looked, she said, oh, my God. I said, what? She said, this is my invention. Prophetically, he was able to see it and draw it. But this one thing that, 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 that I want y'all to hear me when I talk about children being a part of the process. My children, when you are a single mother, or even married, your children go through the process with you. And there are times when we go through the process, and as we're going through the process, we don't want our kids to know the struggle. So we hide things from them instead of using it as a means of teaching for them. So in the midst of our character being built, our children's character is being built also. I didn't do that. Everything I went through, my children went through it with me. And what made me start was that I heard my son crying one day because somebody said that they was better at him at something, and he told me, Mama, nobody's better than me. I said, the devil is a lie. There are a whole lot of folks out here better than you. That's when I knew he got to know everything I'm going through. And he got to see that as I'm going through it, he got to see me praising God all the way through it because I don't want him to miss something. Just like I don't want to miss something in this process, I don't need my children to miss something through this process. Just like God is breaking the pride up off of me, I need him to break it up off of my children. And so now my children know what it's like to, to go without because we went without. Yeah, I could have called somebody and Paid the had them pay my life bill to have my life turned on, but I had to go through the process. We sat in the dark at times. There was times our gas was off, yeah, and I and, and our gas was off, but the electricity was on. So I remember taking a blow dryer, the hair blow dryer, and I remember washing them up. And I took the blow dryer and I put the and I had a cord. I had a cord going from the back. Out of, out of the back door because the light was on in the hallway and that light was on. So I had a cord going out the back door and I had the blow dryer and I had to put the blow dryer on them to warm them up as I washed them up. This is what I did. I remember walking through the rain one day with my children. We ain't had no car. We ain't had money for bus fare. Right down there on 115, we walking. And I can barely walk legs hurt, and I got both my kids. 
and I'm fighting back tears, tears rolling down my face, but I'm fighting them back. They couldn't really tell because it was raining so hard, and we walking through the rain. And I'm sitting up here saying within myself, God, why am I going through this? Why am I going through this? And so I pulled my kids to the side up under this building, and I started praying out loud and commanding the rain to stop, and the rain stopped. The kids started hollering and jumping, Mommy, stop the rain. Mommy, stop the rain. <laughs> it was so funny. But my children went through the process with me. And so I told somebody the other day, whatever it is they want to do, whatever it is, I'm going to bless them because it's their victory too. It ain't just whatever God is getting ready to do for me. It's not just my victory. It's my children's victory because they went through it with me. They had to suffer with me. They had to suffer with me. All the stuff that I went through, they went through it right along with me. And so I had to take him through that because I did not want him to walk in the spirit of pride. I didn't want him to believe that nobody in the world was better than him. I wanted him to know that you great and your job is to go out there and make somebody greater than you. That's your job. And so here it is in, in, in Luke, the ninth chapter, verse 46. Then a dispute among rose among them as to which of them would be the greatest. And Jesus, perceiving their, the thoughts of their heart, took a little child and set him by him. And he said, whoever receives this little child in my name, receives me, and whoever receives me, him who, I, who sent me, for he is the least among you, will be great. And so as I begin to read this, I said, God, you're also talking about partiality. You don't want us to be partial towards people, but this is what we do. We're partial towards people. We'll sit down and we'll praise the pastor. We'll praise our favorite speaker that gets up to minister. But then there are sometimes people get up and minister, and we don't give them no praise. We don't give them no praise. We don't do that, but we want God to bless us, but we partial. That has a lot to do with relationships. We don't like people because so-and-so don't like people. We don't build relationships. The next person, Peter, and then I'm getting ready to close with that. Peter. Now, many of us already know the story with Peter and Jesus. Peter rejected Jesus. He rejected him. The Bible says in the book of Luke, the 22nd chapter, that Jesus tells Peter that he was going to deny him. Peter didn't believe it. Now, this is a man that's part of your inner circle. Denying you, rejecting you, because that's what denial means. It means to reject something. It means to reject someone. That's what it means. But Jesus did not throw Peter away. He prayed for him. You're going to deny me three times. He said, Satan has been asking for you. He said, but I prayed for you. I prayed for you. And I told somebody this yesterday. I said, when we see stuff about people, do we run and talk about them, 
or are we praying? Are we praying? Are we really praying and saying, God, I know that you put this person here in my life. I know that you put this person in my life. I was just praying today at church today about an individual. I said, God, I know that you put this person in my life for a reason. Don't know what the reason is, but I know they are there for a reason. I said, all of these character flaws and deficiencies, I said, what am I supposed to do with them? I said, I'm tired of being connected to people that's broken. But isn't that the assignment? Isn't that the assignment? And so the Lord began to tell me, pray. And so I began to pray and pray and pray, especially in the atmosphere of the church today because the worship just really shifted and took us to a whole nother level. I just prayed and cried out to the Lord concerning this individual, commanded that spirit to loose this individual. As my pastor taught on today, he said, Paul spoke to the spirit of the young girl who was battling with the divination spirit. He spoke to the spirit. How many of us have been speaking to the flesh of things and not to the spirit of things? We get agitated with our children, and so we attack them with our words. And the Lord said this to me a long time ago. He said, any time you deal with things in the flesh is an indication that something in the spirit is being left undone. God said, your first response, this is what he said to me. He said, I need first responders, people who know how to respond to the situation the way I would respond to the situation. But I can't do that if they're not operating in my character. If they don't have my heart, if they don't have a heart of compassion, if they don't have a heart of loyalty, if they're not faithful and committed, if they don't have a heart of joy, if they don't have a heart of reconciliation, this is really a season of reconciliation. I'm telling you all, God said to me, this is a season of reconciliation, and we can't recover anything in our lives. It bypassing the fact that God wants us to walk in the spirit of reconciliation. Reconcile with the people that have offended you. Reconcile with them. They ain't got you ain't gotta be ace coon boom with them and they invited to the party. That don't have to be like that. But saying, you know what? I see that this is holding up my my blessing. So let me say this. If I offended you, I apologize. I wish you well on whatever journey that you're traveling to. I wish you well. Sometimes it's hard being that bigger person because of how, especially how we believe people have hurted us and treated us. Sometimes that's hard to do. But God said we got to do it. The Bible said lay your gift down at the altar if you want, if you have an altar. Lay your gift down because we're not going to be able to receive anything from God. How can you recover all from God when you won't reconcile with the people that is upon this earth? I don't even care. You know, it was a situation that happened Tuesday on my family prayer line, and I got mad at Monty. I got mad at Monty. So what did I do? When I got off the phone, I texted her, and I apologized. Not because she was my auntie, but because 
I want to recover and receive everything that God wants to give to me, and I don't have time to allow the spirit of unforgiveness to come into my heart. If you receive it, you receive it. You don't, you don't, but it is off of me. I can't stand before God and say, well, they didn't receive it, so I got mad over again, and I went off. No, if they didn't receive it, it's on them. It's off you. You've done your part. So this season got to be a season that we walk in forgiveness. That's one of the character traits of God. God said, listen, I'm going to forgive you. But what's so awesome about God is that God said, I'm going to send you help. And my helper is going give to you, give you the strength to do the things that I cannot do. I'm going to send you help. I'm going to say, I'm not going to, I don't expect you to do it in and of yourself. I don't expect you to do it in and of yourself. You've already proven to me multiple times that you cannot do this thing alone. You need my spirit. So I'm going to send him down there. I'm going to send my son down there and die. And as soon as he dies, the spirit is going to be released from him. And the spirit of God is going to be released over the people of God and his spirit. Is going to lead us into all truth to help us. This is what grace did. I remember I taught this message in Arizona, and this is what grace did. Grace gave us the ability to receive his spirit. When God looks at us, he sees himself because his spirit lives on the inside of us. That's what grace did. Grace covered us. It covered us so that now when God looks at us, all he sees is his spirit. And his spirit comes in and clean, clean us up. Not so that we can remain the same. His spirit comes in to transform us so that we can walk in the fullness of who he was. And so I just pray on tonight that 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 whoever was supposed to receive this word will receive this word on tonight. A lot of our relationships, and I'm telling you all, I don't know how many people on this line, but I'm telling you all, someone on this line has issues going on with a relationship. And I'm telling you, if you can sit back and allow God to restore your mind and allow God to renew within you a right spirit and clean your heart. If you can allow God to help you walk in his character, your relationships will be a breeze. You will know who to step away from. When I talk about not throwing people away, what I'm saying is not putting yourself in a position where you holding a grudge and unforgiveness in your life concerning a person. Sometimes it takes us to just disconnect from people, but you go over there. You go over there and I'm over here. We we, we we got space right here, okay? I can't deal with you. We got space right here. Sometimes we want people in our inner circle, and they're not meant to be in our inner circle. Even though Judas was still usable, he wasn't a part of the inner circle. He wasn't. He was still usable. God still used him, but he did not allow him in the inner circle. There's some things I'm not going to allow you to see about me. I can't be vulnerable with you. 
I can't trust you because I see the character flaws that you have, and I see that you have an unteachable spirit, and you're not willing to learn from me. And so take on the character of Christ in this season. Write down the things that you're lacking, the areas that you're lacking in. Write down your strength. Write down your weaknesses and ask God to begin to help you in those particular areas. Don't remain the same. It's not you wasn't created to remain the same. We have to grow in this season. Grow in this season. One of the things that my pastor talked about a few weeks ago was that God want to bless what's in our hand. I'm real big on teaching people how to use what's in their hand. Teaching people how to use what's in their hand. I always ask them, okay, what is it that you want to do with your life? What is it that you want to do? And so I took my daughter and another young lady from church, and I took them up to the library, and we went and we did vision boards. And we didn't just put down their things they want to become in life, but I questioned them because I need my daughter at 15 to know what her purpose is so that she can work towards her purpose and not look up and realize that she's 50 years old and don't know her purpose. She went to school to be a nurse. She working a nine-to-five job being a nurse, making some real good money. But she's not really passionate about it. She likes doing it. She loves doing it. She loves helping people, but she don't know her purpose. She don't know why God sent her to be her friend. She don't know that. So this is what we have in society today. This is why we don't have a lot of authentic people in our churches today. This is why it's so easy for us to gravitate and to conform to, 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 to the identity of a lot of the people that we sit up under in leadership. We conform more in church than we transform. I'm going to conform and I'm going to be like this person because I don't know enough about me to become and transform who God really want me to become. I was in the gym and I ran into this lady who told me she was 53 years old, been in church all her life, and don't know her purpose. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for putting me in a position to help my children understand their purpose before they go spend $80,000 for a school only to quit after they didn't work the job for 20 years because they frustrated because it wasn't their purpose. When you know your purpose, you know what to go to school for. Our gifts and our talents are just the vehicles that God uses to transport us to our purpose. But God wants us to be developed in this season. He wants us to have the mind, his mind in this season. He wants us to look forward and move forward to the future in this season. He doesn't want us to hold things, allow certain things to hold us back in this season any longer. Many of us have been allowing situations and our circumstances to hold us back and stop up and stopping us from walking out on faith. We have been robbing our own selves. We are our worst enemy. And I'm telling you guys, as I lay in the, I was telling a young lady on yesterday, a friend of mine, she was asking me what had been going on with me since I had been out and all of that stuff. I was telling her about this nonprofit organization. I started, she said, when you start that? I said, when I was in the nursing home. She said, what? Yeah. Yeah. I started a nonprofit organization and a whole business in the nursing home. I couldn't move. I had, I had, my hands was workable. 
I couldn't move my chest. I couldn't move my upper part of my body. could barely move my legs. Couldn't wash myself up. Couldn't do none of that. In a wheelchair, but it didn't stop me from writing. It didn't stop my mind from working. Because I knew that greater is he that is within me than he that is in the, within the world. I knew that a day was coming that I wasn't going to be like this. I knew that I was headed and I was going somewhere, and I'm not going to let no devil in hell stop me from accomplishing everything that God wants and needs me to accomplish in life. And I am telling you, if I can go through the hell that I've went through, I heard a preacher say this, the most dangerous preachers are those that have been delivered by the fear of man. But I said the most dangerous preachers are those that have been through hell and back because during the process of, of going through hell, the fear of man is wiped away from you. So through everything that I went through, if I was able to war with one hand and build in the other, y'all can war with one hand and build in the other. Y'all don't have to be defeated. Y'all don't have to let nothing stop y'all. Y'all don't have to let y'all pass. Stop y'all. I tell people all the time, don't continue to dwell on your past. Don't dwell on your past. Don't let nothing rob you in this season. Don't let nothing stop you in this season. I'm going to pray because I'm really sensing this thing about relationships. Father God, we just thank you, God, for the word of God. God, we thank you. We give you praise, glory, and honor for what you're doing in our lives, oh God. God, we pray in the name of Jesus, God, uh, um, that you continue to do the work within us, oh God. Even as I begin to hear you say that you're causing a separation, God, I begin to hear you say you're causing a separation within the lives of your people, God. We embrace the change, God. We embrace the shifting, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're open, we're willing, God, and, and we are is susceptible, God, to the plan of God that you have concerning our life. We know that everybody can go, God, where you're getting ready to take us, God, and we are open and we are ready to walk this thing out, God. We are open and we're ready to move out on faith, oh, God, even with our credit. Some of our credit is not in a place where it should be, but, God, we're open to you shifting the lenders, God. We are open in the name of Jesus, God, to you changing the plan of our lives and putting us on the right plan, God. We're open, God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, to you opening up our vision, God, and increasing the level of our faith, oh God. Oh God, even as I begin to hear you say that in this season, God, our faith faith shall be elevated in this season, oh God. Even your word declares, oh God, that you place in every man a measure of faith, oh God. And we prophesy, God, that our faith will be increased in this season, God. It will be increased in this season, God. Many people on this line, I am sensing that many people on this line have been through a a, a season of, 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 of trials and tribulations, oh God. But God, I thank you, God, that nothing that they have gone through have been in vain, oh God. I thank you, oh God, that in this season they're coming out and they're coming out victorious in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that in this season you're not making, you're making their name great, oh God. You are making their name great in this season, God. We thank you, God. We glorify you, God, for the change that it is coming upon us in this season, God, that we're going to have your mindset in this season, God, that we're going to walk in the name of Jesus in the fullness of your character in this season, God, that we're going to be women and men of integrity in this season, God, that we're going to keep our word, oh, God, in the name of Jesus in this season, God. God, we bind the hand of the enemy, God, that would try to come in and rob us of the relationships, God, 
that you want us to have in this season. And we thank you for the separation, God, that is getting ready to take place, oh, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, God. We thank you, God. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God, we praise you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. God, we just honor you, God. God, we just thank you on tonight, God. Oh, God, seal the word up on tonight in the name of Jesus, God. Seal it in the name of Jesus, oh, God. Seal it in the mighty name of Jesus on tonight, oh, God. Let it resonate within our spirits in the name of Jesus, oh, God. Let it resonate within our spirit, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Let it ignite change in our spirit. In our spirit, oh God, in the name of Jesus, God. Let it ignite change in our spirit, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Mend the hearts, oh God, of those that have been broken, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Remove the level of stress, oh God, that has been placed upon those, God, that are tugging with relationships, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Remove the level of stress, oh God. Remove it out in the name of Jesus, oh God. Some of us have been crying out, oh God, but we thank you, God, that we thank you, God, that you're moving things, God, in this season, God. We thank you, God, that our past, God, has no right, oh God, to enter into our mindset, God. We're not going to let it enter into our minds in this season, oh God. Oh God, break away and tear off, God, those illegal relationships, God, those relationships that have come into the lives of our children and those relationships, oh God, that have come into our lives illegally, God. We ask in the name of Jesus, God, that you remove them, God, that you remove them, God, and that you replace them with healthy relationships, oh, God, productive relationships, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God. We just worship you tonight, God. We glorify you tonight in this atmosphere, God. We glorify you tonight in this atmosphere, God. We glorify you. We lift up your name, God, on tonight, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, because you're worthy, God. We worship you on tonight in spirit and in truth because you're worthy, God. You're worthy in the name of Jesus to bring change upon our lives, oh God. God, we want to look like you, God. We want to talk like you, God. We want to operate like you, God, because that's what the power is, God. We need to think like you in the name of Jesus, oh God. Give us a piece of your mind on tonight, God. Give us a piece of your mind, God. We don't want to walk away and leave without operating in a piece of your mind, God. In the name of Jesus, your creative ability, God. Oh God, we want it, God, in the name of Jesus, God. We want to empower even our own children in the name of Jesus to walk in the ways of righteousness, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, God, that we don't have to be broken and left in bondage, God. We thank you, God, that we don't have to be blind and confused, God. We thank you, God, on tonight for the shifting that's coming in the name of Jesus, oh God. We thank you. We honor you, God. We honor you in the initiative. I see you in the side. Oh, we honor you, God. In the Shabbat, we honor you in the name of Jesus. Oh, you're so worthy, God. Oh, you're so worthy, God. In the name you're worthy of all of our praises, God. In the name of Jesus, you're so worthy. In the name you're so worthy, God. We thank you, God, for the spirit of reconciliation, God. We thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, for reconciling our families, God. In the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. We honor you, God. We praise you, God, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, God, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Prophet, back over to you.
My God, my God, my God. So much that you said tonight was just so on point and much confirmation. Um, Dealing with the relationships, um, not only the natural relationships, but the spiritual relationships. Um, The Lord really began to deal with me um, New Year's Eve morning, and he began to speak so clearly and so precisely that I had to sit back and literally shake my head. I literally had to shake my head and say, God, what in the world are you saying? What in the world is going on? Because um, the Spirit of the Lord began to deal with me regarding the evaluation of um, relationships. And as I ministered even last week, there were two words that God spoke to me, and The first word was sense, and the second word was sensitivity. And I began to seek the face of God, and I said, God, what are you saying? What do you mean? And he said, in the year 2018, he said, whatever you do, he said, stop and evaluate if it makes sense. He said, is it edifying? Is -hmm. it fortifying? Is it empowering? Is it upbuilding for the purpose of the kingdom and launching you towards your destiny? Mm-hmm. Is it building you up? And I ministered New Year's Eve night um, just before coming back to Charleston. And the, spirit, and the Spirit of the Lord said, tell my people in this season you've got to be sensitive to mm-hmm. my voice and sensitive to my leading, and sensitive to my instruction. Because the Spirit of the Lord may speak one thing to you, and a lot of times we'll hear the voice of the Lord and we'll jump up and we'll run and we'll go just because we heard God say. But he said just because you've heard the instruction, you've got to make sure that you're in the proper timing and in the proper season to do what you've heard. Or to do what's dropped in your spirit. The idea may have been a God idea. What you heard may have been um, great and, and, and literally pushing you towards destiny, but is it the right timing? Is it the right season? Are you amongst the correct people? Are you doing it in the right place? Is it the right time? The the thing you have to understand and realize is dealing with relationships. Prophetess Valerie Burris said something so pre- precise and so profound um, about a week or so ago as she was in revival somewhere. I can't remember exactly where she was ministering. But the one thing she said just dropped in my spirit and sat there 
And she said, you have to understand and realize some people in this season are only going to be able to ride in the car. That's right. Because once once you get to your destination, they're not going to be able to understand. Mhm. That's right. What's going on or where you're going? Mhm. They're going to be stuck. So they're only going to be good to ride in the car. They won't be able to get out of the car. They're only going to be able to ride with you and see you get there and attain the promise, but they will not be able to go with you. So many times we do permanent things with temporary people, and we know they're temporal, but we want to hold on to them and take them and try to force them into a place where God said, I didn't tell you they were going with you. That's right. And, and, And we have to understand and realize that God is a jealous God. And we must follow his instructions clearly and precisely or we're going to miss him. We're going to miss him and we're going to miss the move. We're going to miss the movement. We're going to we're going to the moment. You are unmuted. Uh-oh. We're going to miss the moment because if we're not careful, we'll get in our flesh and we'll get in our ways and we'll literally go too fast, too quickly, too far ahead of God. And God sent it back saying, but when did I tell you to move? When did I tell you to go? When did I authorize you to step out? And so we have to be so, 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 so careful. And so I praise God for the word tonight because it was so much confirmation even to my spirit. Regarding what Amen. you said. Amen. I just truly bless God for the word because the word of God said, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And you said some stuff tonight. Because well, I even don't as see you, the baby, Mom. Even as you were ministering, I could, uh, I could even see some individuals in the spirit realm as you were ministering and as you were talking. And even certain things that you begin to say, how folk begin to drop off the line. Because my mind went back where the word of God said that there would come a point where they wouldn't be able to endure sound doctrine. They wouldn't be able to endure the truth of the word. And you literally delivered me tonight. And so I bless God for you. I bless God for the word. Because it was awesome. 
It was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. It really was. Um, very quickly and very quickly and briefly on tonight. Um, there are so many people on the line. Um, I'm going to leave. I'm going to open the line very quickly and very briefly. If there's anyone on the line that has any remarks. Encouraging words for the woman of God. Please don't take forever. Don't take all night. Don't don't wait on somebody else to speak. If you have words, speak up and come quickly. Amen. Amen. Well, this is uh, Sister Michelle Longbay. Uh, that was such a blessing, uh, Michelle. I love you so much. You know, I love your spirit. And everything that you spoke on, me and my husband just took our son to college. And everything that you spoke on, we was just speaking on that, you know, and the Holy Spirit was ministering to us, you know, especially as far as our children, because, you know, we're in ministry, and, you know, we was talking about how we have to let go. You know, we Mm want to take them along with us, but God is saying, this is it. This is why the book stops at right here. And, uh, girl, you was just, oh, my God. So we we still driving, but (laughs) we really enjoyed. We enjoyed you. And then we we was just talking about character and how God is molding and shaping us and and how it don't feel good and how, you know, people are put in places for a certain time and season. And then, oh, my girl. But I just want to say, we mm-hmm. thank God for you. <laughs> it was just like a confirmation and an impartation. Amen. And, you know, Amen. we in total agreement with the Holy Spirit because we know that he was moving and he was speaking. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please. Amen. Awesome word. Awesome word. Amen. God bless you, woman of God. Is there anyone else? You mean she was the only one blessed by the word? I know there was somebody else. Well, I got something else. I was too. I'm a husband. I was too. And it was just so profound. God bless you. God bless you, my brother and my sister. It's, it was just so confound. It was profound what you were saying about how God is trying to conform us and, and transform us, and, and how we have to be able to separate and differentiate what God is doing in, in whatever particular season that we're in, and how sometimes He we think that He's conforming us and He's really trying to transform us more and more into his image and in his likeness, you know, because we all are going to revert back to the beginning, which is God's desire that we were made in his image and in his likeness. And when you were talking about the character, that's what my mind instantly went to, where, where he had to form us into his image in the very beginning, and that's mm-hmm. what he's trying to do in his body in this hour and this time and this season. So you blessed us, woman of God, and thank God for the word. Amen. Amen. That's so awesome, Mom. I've really thank you guys uh, for your words of encouragement. Um, is that something that God is really doing? Um, a lot of people don't 
realize that um, God wants us to really dominate the earth and dominion is connected to his character. You know, you don't send your children out unless they represent you. You know, and and representing him is being able to function in the fullness of his character. And we don't understand that. And so sometimes we get locked into the gospel of salvation. And I always tell people that the gospel of salvation is not the kingdom of God. It's a part of the kingdom. The gospel of salvation is you repenting, you coming into alignment with your salvation, but the book don't stop there. If you want to function on the earth and fulfill the plan that God has for your life, you're going to have to walk in the fullness of God's kingdom. And that means allowing God to take you through a process where he builds your character. It's not about him building a platform or him building you to function in your destiny or your purpose as much as it's about him having you to walk in his character. Character is number one. Character comes before the gift. It comes before, you know, you being developed to function in your gift. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the focal point. The focal point is not for me to arrive to purpose, but the focal point is to me to arrive to purpose with character. With God's character, you know, and sometimes we bypass that process. You know, we don't want to submit and go through the process because we pray for restoration, but restoration actually means to be um, transformed or to be broken down so that we can be reformed and reshaped back into the original image in which we were intended to walk in. That's restoration. So I, I, I tell people, be careful asking God for restoration. You don't want him to restore you. Because in order for you to be restored, you got to be broken. Because the old person got to come off. So if you want to be restored, you better know that it's a breaking that, that has to come. And so God just wants us. A lot of people, it's a subject that a lot of people don't really want to hear when you talk about character. A lot of people talk about character, but they don't really want to hear it because it takes too much to walk in it because it takes a level of discipline and integrity to do it. And sometimes we tend to believe that because we have it, we're never going to mess up. That's not true. You know, I've messed up plenty of times. You got to get up and you got to daily, you got to daily kill your flesh, daily so that you won't fall and become a victim to the same old stuff. It's a daily, it's deliverance. The, when, I, when I say character, I was telling somebody this about character, then I'm going to shut up. Character is deliverance ministry. That's what it is. It's deliverance ministry. It's getting people to understand who they are. It's getting people to recognize their flaws. It's getting people to find balance in the flaws that need to be disregarded, some need to be destroyed, some need to be kept. Some flaws we're just going to have. But how do I find balance in those things? You know, so it's really a deliverance ministry that people don't want to talk about. But I thank God for you guys, and I pray that for traveling um, grace and mercy <laughs> while you guys are traveling. You, are, you guys are on your way back to Illinois. Uh, we made it back. We almost okay. home. We like 10 minutes. All right. Well, you guys be blessed. Thank y'all for being on.
Amen, amen. Is there anyone else? Yes, I just want to say, uh, praise the Lord, everybody. God bless you, Prophet BK. Um, I am definitely grateful for this word on tonight. I was on my way to sleep. I was going to bed. And uh, I kept laying here, and then I looked at the clock, and I was like, the call is on. Well, I'm going to sleep anyway. Well, I couldn't go to sleep, but I, I thank God. I'm sleeping now, but I thank God for that because I definitely, one of God needed to hear that from the first word I heard you speaking to the last word you spoke. I need to hear every bit of it. And for that, I'm grateful. I thank God for you for delivering that word, for your obedience, because had you not been obedient to that word, I would have never heard it. So I I thank God for you on tonight. God bless you. Uh, As you continue to, to walk this walk, I sure do appreciate it. I don't know you, but I appreciate you. Amen. Thank you, woman of God. Amen. God bless you, Mom. Uh, Mama Laverne, is there anyone else? Keisha, anyone else on the line? We don't want to cut anyone off. Maybe someone may have been on mute or whatever the case may have been. But um, nevertheless, we praise God for each of you. I'm also muted. Who's on mute? This is Niecy Moore. Oh, hey, Niece, Do you have any words? Yes, I do. I would like to say that that was a good word. And um, it confirmed a lot of things for me. Being a single mother, I was like, I can relate to that part of the message. And God is good, and he'll get you through whatever you're going through, whatever struggles, whatever problems, whatever situations you might have. And as long as you give your kids God, they'll be all right. They'll make it through too. And it is good to let them know your struggles because as they grow, they'll know that it's not always going to be easy. So you have to show your kids struggles in life because if you guard them from that, then they don't know. 
and they won't know. Yeah, they're going to learn on their own eventually, but it's good to show them your struggles as they grow with you. And um, the word was good. Appreciate everything she said. She preached tonight. Amen. 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 Thank you, woman of God. And the the painter, the artist's name that JJ was portraying on that show, his name is Ernie <laughs> Barnes from North Carolina. <laughs> Do some um, Ernie Barnes art and show your son. Encourage that. Amen. I'm done. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes, I, I'm glad I was able to make the call tonight to hear the woman of God speak. Preach, rather. She didn't speak, she preached. And I thank God for that because it made me look into looking at my relationship with God and the different things. And as she said, you write down your strengths and your weaknesses. And I just began to write them down. And when I looked at it, I said, oh, this is very lopsided because what I saw as, to me, I saw a lot of weaknesses on my part and there wasn't a lot of strength because if if you're not doing anything, then there's no strength. So I just thank God for you, woman of God, for pulling that off, pulling the steel off my eyes on that level. And um, you just continue to give it as God has given it to you, and everything will be all right. I'm done. Amen. Amen, woman of God. Um, I I think that's awesome that you um, it was talking about, you know, you writing down, your strengths and writing down your weaknesses and stuff like that, that helps you to keep um, the balance that you need in your life, you know. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Um, I haven't done this for a while, but I'm going to do this just in case. Uh, Sister Vanessa, do you have anything, Miss Favo? Sister Annette Mondesari. Oh. Um, Prophet, Prophet, the, the yes, young ma'am. lady that the young lady just that, that just came on that just talked about the flaws and stuff like that. Uh huh. Um, what's her name? That was uh <clears throat> the one that just spoke or the one before her. No, the one that just spoke. That is. Mama Francis. Mama Francis, are you still on the line? Yes. Um, I hear God saying that He wants to do some healing in your life. He's gonna do a lot of healing in your in your life in this season, this whole year. And when I say season, I'm not literally talking about the season. I'm talking about the year. God really want to take this year to bring another level of healing, not just healing to your body, but healing to your um your mind and your emotions as well. And when you begin to write things down, you're going to begin to see the level of healing that you've been asking God to see. Sometimes we got to see things written down on paper in order for us to be able to deal with certain things. And I even hear God saying that some things may even resurface. 
the things that was buried within you, he said he's going to cause those things to resurface so that this time they can be they can be destroyed. You won't have to ever revisit them anymore in your life. Things that happened to you, even all the way down to your childhood. There are things that happened all the way down to your childhood that would try to come back up to haunt you, but there were even things that God said that have been buried. You have things that have been buried. And I'm not just talking about gifts and talents. I'm talking about things that had happened to you when you was a child that's actually causing a lot of weaknesses, that's causing a lot of sickness, that's causing a lot of mental attacks to happen in your life, things that have been buried. But I prophesy on tonight that the things that have been buried, that they are going to come to the surface, they're going to be dealt with in the right way, and I, I declare and decree a level of wholeness and healing will be brought all the way down to your soul. I declare and decree that this will be a season of freedom for you in this season. I hear the Lord saying a season of freedom where you will no longer be stuck in bondage. The way that you see yourself in this season will not be the way that you see yourself any longer as you begin to write as the Lord said pick up the pen and begin to write as you begin to write you're going to revisit the things that you buried you buried them those those things that happened you buried them you pushed them out of your mind you pushed them out of your mind and they have been hindering you and stopping you from receiving a level of healing that God wants you to walk in. God does not want you to be healed partially. He wants you to be made whole in this season. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. God. You're welcome. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm here, man of God. You have any words? Yes. Um. Well, I want to tell a woman of God, thank you so much for the for the word. It was once again, it was on point, and it was confirmation. But um, it was it was like as you was talking, like I was like the message I was hearing from God. Accountability. We got to learn to take accountability in this season because a lot of times. Like, even getting back to what you were talking about with character, a lot of times many people say, oh, well, this is the way I am and this is the way I'm always going to be and this, that, and the third. But it's time out for making excuses as far as saying this is, you know, how I've always been and this is how I'll always be. And we have to take accountability and we have to start going to God and we need to start asking him to help us in our areas of weakness. Sometimes we try to do it on our own, and we find that it's not working, but we need to try to go to God now and to ask him to help us. And there's nothing wrong with admitting that we have weaknesses because we all have weaknesses, but don't just settle for the weaknesses. Just go to God and ask him to make you better in them areas. And Mm -hmm. also, you have to take accountability for these things. Don't just settle and say, oh, well, this is just how it is. No, you have to learn to take accountability. So that's just what I wanted to say because that's what I was really, really like hearing, that we must take accountability and it's time out for making excuses as far as our character and that we need to go to God and we need to tell him to help us in our areas of weakness, and he will help us. 
but you have to you have to first admit that you have an, have a problem and then you go to God. You have to like put pride to the side. You can't worry about what people are going to think about you. You have to just do it because you're being held accountable. It's time it's time out for making excuses about your character. And if you know better then you do better. So that's all I want to say. Amen. 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 I think I think Nick was about to preach. Hold on. <laughs> Amen. That kind of word would take you in and make you preach whether you're a preacher or not. Hmm. She got a fire within her anyway. She ready. Okay. <laughs> We've been telling her forever that she's running from it. She yeah yeah that she 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 running from it but she. She gonna get there. She ain't gonna be able to run um, too long. She ain't gonna be able. She gonna be. She gonna. I I I I see her running around in a circle, and as she's running around, she's constantly finding herself running into the plan of God. She's not gonna be able to escape in this season. God got some great things in store for her, and she's not gonna be able to hide. She only. She just actually just like me. <laughs> Just like Jesus, mm-hmm. running, running around. Mm-hmm. But in this season, she ain't gonna be able to hide. In this season, that's it. Mm-hmm. God gonna send people to find her. I actually see her in the grocery store ministering to somebody. He gonna send people to her, and that fire is just gonna come up out of her. It's gonna be like a bubbling effect. That you, you you have a very strong uh, prophetic anointing, and, and and God and it's it's gonna be like a, a bubbling up as you begin to prophesy. But I see you prophesying on the streets, prophesying in the stores, everything, an entire um, outreach ministry. You know, not more so working with people that are um, that are in the churches, but more so working with people that are outside, working with a lot of homeless people. Working um, at shelters, everything. I see you doing all of that. There's a a level of humility that is wrapped around you. I hear the spirit of the Lord saying that you are clothed with humility and righteousness, and His grace is upon you in this season to do the things, to do great exploits, to do the things that you could not do before. Not even that you couldn't do it. I hear God saying that you always had the ability to do it. You just didn't have enough courage to do it. But in this season, the courage of God is upon you, and you're going to find yourself speaking on things you never thought you would speak on. There is a demand that God is placing upon you to be bold. Just like in the book of Acts, when they begin to arrest Peter and John, the Bible says that as the Holy Spirit was upon them, they begin to speak with boldness. I see the Holy Spirit coming upon you, and the fire is going to be released upon you, and you're going to begin to speak with boldness in this season. I see you blazing trails in this season and running an awesome race, woman of God. So be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. The Bible says be ready in and be ready out of season. Be ready in this season 
to give an account for the word that God has placed on the inside of you. I hear the spirit of the Lord saying that he's going to begin to wake you up in the wee hours of the night. He's going to shake you, and you're going to find yourself traveling in your household in this season of healing that your child needs. The spirit of the Lord said that it is coming with you when you fully embrace the office in which he called you to walk in in this season. You are a mighty, a mighty prophet of God called to many nations. God said, don't you back down. Don't you back up of what nobody has to say about you. God said, stop looking at yourself and thinking low of yourself because he's called you to a higher place. Go back and read Jeremiah and how he wants you to embrace his thoughts. In this season, know who you are in this season. For God called you great in this season. Great is upon you in this season to do what God is calling you to do. And don't and don't allow this season to miss you. Don't allow this season to miss you. There is a strong fire. The presence of God is upon you. Woman of God, I can keep going. I'm telling you, I... The presence of God is on you so heavy in this season. You just keep on running and doing what God is calling calling you to do. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. I receive it, woman of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. See, see, and if I can piggyback off of her real, real quickly, she said, read Jeremiah last Sunday. When I ministered, I came from Jeremiah one. That's 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 where you really need to focus, because mm. Jeremiah told the Lord he couldn't speak because he was a child, and the Spirit of the Lord told Jeremiah, "Don't tell me that you're that you can't speak because you're a child." But he told Jeremiah to go forth. And whatever I tell you to say, that's what you say, because I'm with you. The enemy would try to have you thinking that you're inadequate, you're that you're unable, that 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 you can't, that no one will hear you or receive you. But he told him to go forth because he was with him. And then there was there was a part down in. The latter part of chapter one, even going into chapter two, where um, Jeremiah came up against opposition, and he told Jeremiah, he said, "Shake the dust off your feet. Look not on their faces. Make your face like flint. Shake the dust off your feet. As long as you know the assignment has been fulfilled, shake the dust off your feet and move forward." I don't care what nobody say. As long as you know you're in his will and you've done what he's told you to do, that's all that matters. Let the haters hate. Let folks say what they're going to say and do what they're going to do. But at the end of the day, as long as you have proved the doubters wrong, that's all that matters. Let them do what they do because he's with you. Amen. Amen. Because the fight is fixed. It's done. My God. Mm. Um, We have West Oklahoma on the line. Do you have any words? Um, Everything was 
good. I, I've just been listening and taking everything in, Prophet. God bless you, woman of God. God bless you. We have four other callers on the line other than Prophet Michelle and the and the couple from Illinois. Do either of you have any words? Amen. We have one, two, three, four other callers other than Nisi from West Virginia. Do either of you have any words from West Virginia? It sounds like somebody's talking, but the phone is low. Because I heard a person say, can you hear me? Yeah, they must be really low because I didn't hear that. Yeah. She was trying to say something, and she said, can you hear me? But her phone is low. Maybe she needs to turn the volume up. Maybe because I didn't hear that part. I heard her. Mhm. Yeah, sweetheart, we can't hear you. You may need to shake your phone. I can't hear you. Um, you may need to shake your phone, check your volume, or something. Um, okay, Keisha, what's going on with your phone? Yeah, I cannot hear... You, um, yeah, do that. Call from your cell because I can't hear you. Um, I'm gonna give her just a minute to call from her cell real quick. Uh, we have North Florida on the line. Do you have any words? Amen. I guess not. Hold on. Let me unmute her. Keisha. Hello? Okay, there you are. Oh, hello. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with my phone. Um, But I did want to just chime in and say, um, Prophet Michelle, that was a wonderful message. I caught, I didn't catch the beginning of it because my son called and Brian knows how how that goes. But, um, the part that I caught in your testimony about your your children and, and what you were going through with your kids, that just rang so true in my heart. And I was like, oh, MG, I can so relate to that. So I just wanted to thank you for being open and, and, and expressing that to us. And, and I just, that just did me a world of good. So I, I thank you and I bless God for you. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that that 
um, that really blessed you, um, uh, my children. I didn't think about that till later in life that, you know, our children actually goes through the process with us, you know, and they're there when we're going through and stuff like that. You know, sometimes we, we they, once they turn 18, you know, I used to always tell mine, my son 19 now, I just tell my daughter, you got three more years and yeah, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but you know, they, they went through the process with you. They struggled right. with you, you know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you got to let them go through the process with you to build up their character, you know, and then them seeing you and, and how you respond to certain situations is what helps them to make better decisions. And so I, I, I didn't realize that until last year, you know, and then God had to bring it back up um, to my remembrance just this month, you know, that my children had gone through the process with me. So mm-hmm. with the reward, they're they are a part of the reward. That's you know? right. So, amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Father BK, can we have prayer after the discussion? We can. We can in just one moment. Um, Thank you. We can in just one moment. Um, Amen. If there's no other remarks, um, I praise God for um, each of you on tonight. and I thank God once again, Prophet Michelle, for the word. Um, <clears throat> I thank God for you um, and all God has brought you through. Um, I thank God just for uh, you being the miracle that you are. Um, like I like I said in the beginning, a lot of people don't really know mm-hmm. um, um, everything that you've been through. Everything. But 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 just talking to you and hearing the testimony and then seeing the pictures and just watching your progress and seeing how you overcome when the enemy thought he had you mm-hmm. when when the enemy had counted you out. I'm just excited just to see uh, where God has brought you from and 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 just anticipating. Uh, what God's getting ready to do. And it was just so ironic to me the other day I was sitting here and um, and I hadn't got the schedule for a talk show um, together because normally I go month by month. And um, I was just sitting here and I was like, well, God, I always do the first, the, the, the first Sunday of every month. And normally we start the the first Sunday of every year, but due to the fact that um, the great Apostle Mark Walker was in town, um, I was just done, wore out, exhausted, tired, through. Um, I was like, no, we're not going to start tonight because that 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 brother of mine that came through here and wiped us out all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday. No, Lord, not tonight. 
So I said, we're going to start next Sunday. And so I ministered last week, and I said, well, God, um, who go preach next week and the week after? And as, as I was sitting there last week, um, and I was just thinking, and I was messaging you, the Spirit of the Lord said, that's your preacher for next week. I said, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> That's fine with me. <laughs> so that's when I messaged you out the blue because I told the Lord, I said, um, who, whoever you tell me to contact, that's who I'm going to reach out to. Because um, I really want people that's going to make an impact, people that's really going to reach um, the people. And so uh, when the Lord dropped you in my spirit last week, I said, okay, that's fine, praise him. And so when I messaged you and you told me what you did, I said, well, God, you know all things, and you do all things well. And I'm just grateful to God for you um, coming on the line tonight and just letting God have his way. Um, I thoroughly enjoy you every time you come on, and I bless God um, for you and for the God in you because um, it's just awesome to see what God is doing. And I praise God for the word that you released even to me. Um, that's not the first time I've heard that. Um, I heard, I've heard i heard that, I think, a couple weeks ago uh, was like the second time. Um, so you were like the third person to tell me that within a matter of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I just praise God for the confirmation, and I receive it, and I stand on it, and I claim it in Jesus' name. Um, Amen. So I bless God for you, and I just await the manifestation. Amen. Because it's, it's just funny to me how that I begin to see um, some of the old people return. Um to the line that used to be with us when I started out on here 11 years ago. Um, like some people that I haven't seen in forever um, that, 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 that used to be on here with us on a regular. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, wow. Um, we, we even have one tonight that's on here that I haven't seen in, oh, my God, at least three years or more. And so God is just slowly but surely bringing them back. We had one on last week that hadn't been on in at least two years or longer. And so I'm just watching God do what he does. And so I just praise God on tonight, and and I thank him for what he's doing. Um, And I thank God for you uh, once again, very quickly, very briefly, before we go into prayer, um, just want to let everyone know a uh, quick brief announcement. Um, if you are uh, not connected to us, we are on uh, Facebook. Um, you can contact us, facebook.com forward slash Prophet BKT. We do have our Facebook group. Fresh Fire Ministries, WV. Um, You can also um, connect with us 
um, via email, freshfireministriesonline at gmail.com. You can contact us uh, via telephone, um, and that number is uh, 304. Uh, Give me one minute because I don't even know what it is. Um, Hold on. It's a new number. Um, 304-729-4434. The calendar is now open. We are accepting engagements um, for 2018. Um, We are um, available for special services, revivals, crusades, pastor's anniversary, seminars, and workshops. So if you would like us to come and minister for you um, at your house of worship, your conference, your revival, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, you you can contact us at 304-729-4434 or email us at freshfireministriesonline at gmail.com, and we will respond to you within um, 48 hours of receiving your request. Um, you can also follow us on Periscope. We are getting ready to get back on there, Prophet underscore BK. Amen. Um, if you would desire to sow into the ministry, there's three ways that you can do so. Um, PayPal.me forward slash Prophet BK Thompson. There's our cash app, Prophet BK82. Um, um, and then you can also sow via Facebook in our inbox. Amen. So um, those are three ways that you can sow into the ministry. PayPal.me forward slash Prophet BK Thompson. Um, the Cash App. Um, I'm sorry, it's the uh, Cash symbol Prophet BK 1982. And then you can sow via our um, inbox on Facebook. Um, keep your eyes and ears open. Um, we are getting ready to have a fresh fire explosion um, in the spring in the DMV area. Um, we are working on that now as we speak. Um, as soon as things are finalized, we will have that information out uh, for you. Um, we're just trying to get uh, the dates finalized and things of that nature, but we will be having a fresh fire explosion um, in the DMV area uh, uh D.C., Maryland, Virginia area um, in the spring. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. We're believing God for a phenomenal time in the presence of of the Lord. Um, Also, we will be having our eighth annual Fresh Fire Crusade, uh, which will convene in the fall of this year. So we um, are believing God to do great things even there. Um, So keep your eyes and ears open as we uh, move forward towards Destiny, we do have some engagement inquiries that have came in, and once we get those finalized, uh, we will uh, let you know where we will be heading, uh, possibly to a city near you. Um, But we're excited and ready to see what God has in store for this year. Amen. Um, So we ask you to keep us in prayer. Keep uh, Lady Prophetess Tara in prayer. Amen, Um, and fresh fire in prayer as we go forth uh, to see the will of God accomplished um, in this new year of 2018. Um, Just before we get ready to go, 
we're going to open the floor if there be any prayer requests at this time before we get ready to uh, dismiss. Amen? Are there any prayer requests? I am requesting prayer Prophet BK um, based on everything that Prophetess Michelle spoke on. Um, that's what I'm in need for prayer of. Amen. Is there anyone else? Yes, I'm asking for prayer for um, just for my uh, my body. I had a bad fall and I should have went to the hospital and I didn't, and it's just that I'm not bouncing back very quickly. So just asking to pray for me for that. A hard head makes a soft behind. <laughs> sure does. Um, you lift your hands and say, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> it does. I should have went. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Seven, seven, seven. Is there anyone uh, else? You can add me to the prayer list um, just for uh, family, um, finances, and calling. I better say, now, don't tell me that you've been stubborn like like Mama Francis. Not me. I would never. Thank God for Jesus. She she is she has been good this week. Tell the Lord mm-hmm. thank you. Today. She said today. Amen, niece. I would like God to continue to have his hands of protection around me and my children. Amen. Is there anyone else? Brian, I need to change my prayer. Oh, Lord. What is your prayer now? <laughs> no, I just need to be specific. Okay, need, then, then, you, need, then you you do that. I need to be, uh, oh God, I need to be specific. Okay. Um, I I just want I want prayer for uh, my mental, my emotional, my physical, and my spiritual. Um, it, uh, it's a battle right now, and this church that I won't go to. I I need prayer. I really do. Amen. In the church that you won't go to with your disobedient self. Amen. Is there anyone else? That desires prayer before we get ready to pray. I think we need to also pray for the nation. Amen. Truth. <sighs> Truth. Very true. If there's no other prayer requests, um, 
Prophet Michelle, will you take these requests before the Lord, please? Um, um, I'll take them one by one. Um, what's the young lady name? Was it Mama Laverne? Uh-huh. And what was your prayer request again about the church, right? Mama Laverne, are you on mute? Hold on. She is. Hold on. Mama Levine. Oh, I'm sorry. You was talking about that mute. I kept hitting my button trying to get your attention. No, it's um to keep it short. Um, I don't have a church home, but I do go to one uh, from time to time. And uh, but right now it's a spiritual battle. An emotional mm-hmm. battle, mental battle. Everything right now is a battle. Basically, it's based on everything you said mm-hmm. uh, in your in your sermon. But it's me dealing with all these issues. Okay, so Father God, we just give you praise, glory, and honor, God, for the woman of God. God, we thank you, God, um, that she has acknowledged God that there is some things, oh God, within her that may need to change, oh God. God, we declare and decree that this will be the season, oh God, that she will embrace the change that's getting ready to come upon her, God, yes, that yes, she will God. even embrace the people, God, that you're yes. going to send into her life, oh God. In the mighty name yes, of Jesus, God, we declare and decree, God, that she will be open to meeting new people that can help pull her up to the next level in her life, oh God. God, we speak peace over her life right peace. now. In the name of Jesus, peace over her mind, peace over her spirit right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. God, we declare and decree that no weapon formed against her will be able to prosper, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, give her an encounter with you, an encounter like she's never experienced before, God. God, speak to her, oh God. Speak to her, oh God. Say the things to her that she needs to hear, oh God. In the name mm. of Jesus, God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that deliverance will take place Holy within Lord. her life, oh God. Deliverance will take place and bring the sustainable mm. change that you need her to have in her life, oh God. God, we pray right now that you will connect her to the ministry, God, that you want her to be connected to in this season, God. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that she won't look to the left, neither will she look to the right. But she will look ahead to where you're taking her, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, let this be a season of freedom and joy. Restore her joy, God. Restore her hope, oh God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, oh God, bring things back to full circle in this season, oh God. In the name of Jesus, the times that she has felt lost, oh God, the times she has felt confused, oh God, the times she felt like, why am I even here, oh God? God, we pray in the name of Jesus. That this will be a season of clarity for her. Clarity like never before, oh God, that she will have understanding in this season, oh God. Show her what she needs to see, oh God, in order to move forward in this season, God. We break down the barriers, oh God, that's blocking her vision, oh God, and stopping her from seeing all that you have for her in this season, God. It doesn't matter, oh God, how old she is. It is never too late, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you, God, that a new spirit is coming. 
coming upon her, oh God. A Thank new you, spirit Jesus. is coming upon her in this Thank season, you, oh God, to bring her Hallelujah. joy back, oh God, Thank to cause her to laugh again, God, in the mighty name of in Jesus, name oh God. Jesus. God, we thank you, God, that the praiser that you've called her to be, oh God, is coming yes, back Lord. in the yes, name Lord. of yes, Jesus, yes, oh God, Lord. that yes, the enemy Lord. that has come to try to rob her of her joy, oh God, can no longer, yes, God, Lord. rob her in this season, oh God. We thank you, God, that in this season, God, she's going to praise you like she's never praised you before, God. Yes. We thank Hallelujah. you, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank, thank you, God, you, that Jesus. nothing will be able to hinder her in thank this season, you, oh God. We thank you, God. Just thank let you, the Jesus. presence of the Lord rest over thank her in Jesus. the name of Jesus, oh God. Thank let the presence of the Lord rest over her in the mighty thank name Jesus. of Jesus, oh God. God, we thank you. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. I hear God saying that you are a praiser, that you are a praiser, and don't let nothing steal your praise. Don't let nothing steal your praise. Every time something comes along to try to snatch your praise, what it's doing is snatching your focus. It's trying to distract you. That spirit that comes to steal you of your praise. Because when you praise, you get a level of clarity. When you praise, you get a level of peace. But the enemy will come in and he will try to steal your praise because, you know, if he can steal your praise, it it causes you to lose focus on what God is doing in your life. Be open. Be open to God sending you mm-hmm. people that can help you get developed in your personal life and in your spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Be open to God sending those people in your life. Ask God where the people that's supposed to add to you in this season. Yeah. Ask Him where are those people. And allow him to send those people into your life to bring the transformation that you're looking for. God, we thank you. We praise you for this woman of God and everything that you're doing, God, in her life, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. God bless you, Prophet. Amen. You're welcome. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless your holy name, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, who's Thank the next person? Keisha. Keisha, any, did, did she say anything specific? She's still here. Keisha, where are you? I had my phone on mute, sorry. Um, uh, family finances, and then I said calling, and what I mean by that is just not being afraid to to walk into the calling. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this woman of God and everything, God, that you're doing in her life, oh God. We thank you for the joyous spirit that she has, oh God, We because the spirit of joy that is upon her life is contagious. We thank you, God, for the anointing to evangelize 
upon her, God. We thank you, God, for this awesome vessel, God. We thank you for the doors that will fly open to her, God, as she begins to step into purpose and destiny in this season. The doors will fly open, everything. You said if we seek first the kingdom of God, and all of his righteousness, everything will be added. We thank you, God, that as she seek first the kingdom of God in this season concerning her assignment and she step into it, we thank you for every open door that will be open to her, God. The door of finances will be open to her, God. The door for better relationships will be open to her, God. We thank you, God, for everything that will be added to her as she's on her journey along the way, oh God. God, we thank you, God, that in this season, God, she's going to prioritize and she's going to organize like she's never organized and prioritized before, oh God. We thank you, God, that she's going to learn to put people in their rightful place in this season, oh God, because of the anointing to evangelize is so strong upon her, oh God. We thank you, God, that as people begin to come into her midst, oh God, she's going to instantly know, I hear the Lord say instantly know, that when people come into your life, you're going to instantly pick up on who those people are and why they have been sent into your life. Because of the spirit of evangelism is upon you, that anointing is like a magnet. That means that when you go out, people are just drawn to you. They're drawn to you for no reason. And so the Lord said that as you continue to move forward in what he's calling you to do in that anointing, God said things will just be added to you. And there have been people that may come into our lives. When we have the spirit of evangelism upon us, we have to be careful. We have to be careful with the spirit of evangelism. The spirit of evangelism is, um, I, I, I told a friend of mine, you know, because the spirit of evangelism is so heavy upon her and it's heavy upon you as well, we have to be careful because we, that's that's. That, that anointing draws the broken. We draw mm-hmm. the broken. And if we mm-hmm. don't know how to prioritize and organize people <clears throat> in our lives, if we don't know how to organize <clears throat> and prioritize people and put people in our lives, we will put them in the wrong place because we won't know why they're there. We don't know that they've been sent just to be delivered by our ministry, not sent mm-hmm. to connect to us. Mm-hmm. Not since there are some people that's not meant to be connected to us in our inner circle, but they're sent for us to empower them, for us to influence them, for us to inspire them. And there are a lot of people that God is going to send your way that your job is just to inspire them and empower them along the way of their journey. But if you're not careful, you allow and you embrace people into your life that's not meant to come into your life and be there. So you got to be careful as you move forward into what God is calling you to do in this season as it relates to your purpose. But as you move into your purpose, everything else will be added onto you. I see doors flying open like a revolving door. They're just flying open, and I see them flying open at a rapid speed, at a rapid speed. It's not like somebody coming and just slowly opening up the door, but I see them flying open. They're flying open at a rapid speed. So get ready, woman of God. You want to uh, really walk into your purpose in this season. 
You really want to walk into your purpose in this season. The first thing you have to do is stop prioritizing, organizing in this season because of the spirit. I don't know if, if you know that, if anybody ever told you that, if you ever realized that you have the spirit of evangelism on you, but the spirit of evangelism is on you. It is on you heavy, and the Lord really wants to use it in this season to add to the ministry. He want to add to the ministry with you. I really see you. Um, the gift of administration is even upon you. The mm-hmm. gift of administration is upon you. God want to use all of that for the ministry. You want to use all of that for the ministry. And there, I even see you grooming people, you raising up people to really function and operate in the ministries of helps, even the spirit of armor bearing. I really see that heavy upon you. You have a heart for God's people, a yes. heart for God's people. And the Lord said that he can really trust you with some things. But you got to prioritize and organize better. And even with you having a spirit of administration upon you, with the gift of administration come, um, the, come the ability to prioritize and organize. But I see where um, that's the, the prioritizing and organizing it is not where God wants it to be. Mm-hmm. It's not where God wants it to be. You know what I'm saying? When you mm-hmm. get to that place where you prioritizing and organizing the way that God wants you to do, then God will release more to you because you're more focused and you know where to put it. I could put this here. I could put that there. You know how to manage more of what's coming in. You got to manage the little if you want them to be able to manage the more. And there are some people that God is, there are some people that are actually waiting on you for you to step into your calling, for you to match, um, and those are the people that you're going to begin to manage, and you're going to groom them up. You're going to groom them up. You're going to raise them up. I really see you in a position of leadership, and you're really training in an area of ministries of help. You're training mm-hmm. in an area of armor bearer, how to serve leadership. You're training people in that. But I see new people coming into the ministry, and they're coming in by you, by the anointing that is upon your life. So, God, we thank you for this woman of God. We thank you for every gift, every talent that you've given her in this season, oh, God. We thank you that everything that is in her, God, it will be brought to the surface and poured out of her, God. We thank you, God, that this is a season of destiny, divine destiny for her in this season, God. We thank you, God, for constantly adding more wisdom to her in the name of Jesus, the wisdom of Abigail, God being upon her. We thank you, God, for the ability to strategize. The Lord said the ability to strategize is upon you. You are a woman who knows how to strategize. We thank you, God, for this awesome woman of God. And we pray, God, that you will continue, God, to keep her in this season, oh, God. Give her the wisdom that she needs, oh, God, to move forward in this season. God, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Okay, who is the next person? Nisi. It was two more people, right? Yes. The next one is Nisi. Okay, Nisi. I ask for prayer for God to continue to have a hedge of protection around me and my children. 
and I ask for prayer for the nation, but I want to extend it to the universe. <laughs> we oh all need God. it. I know that's my girl. She said, forget the nation, pray for the universe. Amen. 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 When you started talking, I actually heard God say that there was some healing that needed to take place in you. Yes. There was some healing that really needs to take place into you in you and um it is a place it is a, a place of elevation that God has for you. But God said before you can get to that next level, God said there is a level of healing that you have to go through. And and God said you have to be vulnerable. I hear that. You have to allow yourself sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable with people because we don't know who to trust. But you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable so that you can get the help that you need and release release. So, God, we just pray right now, God, for, as the woman of God said, a hedge of protection around her children, God. We thank you, God, for even um, the, 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 the intercession, God, the intercession that, that, that is even upon her children, God. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in her life and in their lives, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, continue to speak to her heart, oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We declare and decree that no weapon formed against her or her family will be able to prosper. God, dispatch angels, God, around her home, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus, God, and we thank you, God, that long life, oh God, will you satisfy her? I hear the Lord saying long life. He wants to satisfy you with long life and longevity. He wants to satisfy you. That's why that healing needs to take place. God got some great things in store for you. He has some great things in store for you. And I don't know if you're operating or if you know your purpose, but from what I uh, what I am sensing is that you don't really know what your purpose is. You don't really know what your purpose is. There's a, 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 a lot of gifts and, and things like that that you have, but the purpose, the destiny, and what God has for you, you're unsure about that. You're unsure about right. that. You're unsure about that. God want to get you to a place where you're operating in your purpose, woman of God. There's a lot mm-hmm. that he want to do with you, a lot that he want to do with you. And, 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 and it's good that you want to pray uh, for the nation, and it's good that you want to pray for the whole universe. It's good for that. But this is a me-time season for you. This is a season of getting by yourself and having some me-time. This is a season of reconsideration. I hear the Lord saying reconsideration. There's some things you got to reconsider, decisions you got to reconsider, some things you got to step back and reconsider in this season. Because God wants you on a path to the a pathway to your destiny. He wants to speak to you concerning your destiny. He wants you to be unmovable in, um, concerning your destiny. So I really, really am sensing that when it comes to purpose, you're unsure. You are unsure about what you are supposed to not only be, but what you are supposed to be doing. And it's because that level of healing needs to take place. That level of healing needs to take place. I don't know if you have any um, people that you're close with, if you're a part of a church home or anything like that, but you got to allow yourself to be vulnerable with the right person 
to get you on a roll of self-discovery, to learn who you are. And as I even as I told um the the very first lady, there's some things that God wants to uncover with you. I even see covers being pulled back, and something in your life has been is being exposed. Something that has been hidden. It's gonna it, that that that's being exposed. God is gonna pull back the covers and it's going to be exposed. And then let me tell you this: you know, I am an author of. So far, I have five published books. I'm in the process of writing another one, which is completed. It comes out in May, but I have. Other things that the Lord has given me to do with that, with 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 the book, I never ever liked to read. Never, never liked to read. I didn't like to write. I never wrote. Never wrote. So I went to school here and there because I had all these gifts. I had all of these gifts. So I went to school for this. I went to school for that. And then one day. I had to stop working. This is when the Lord began to take me through a process of my life of self-discovery, me learning and trying to find out who I was and what he had created me to do and to be. And this is how I discovered that he had called me to be a writer. He called me to be a writer. He called me to be a teacher. I didn't find that out. I'm 38 years old. It took me, I say, 30, 34 years because it, it hasn't been that long, 34 years to find out that I was called as a teacher. I knew I was a prophet, but that's spiritual. How does a prophet, how does me being a prophet play into my earthly assignment? I'm a teacher. I'm an author. So I can empower people and motivate people. I can do these self-help books and do things to help people become who God wants them to become. And the prophetic plays a major part in it. But it took me 34 years to find out who I was in God. 34 years because I had buried some things, some things that happened, and I buried those things. And it wasn't just because I buried them. Sometimes we have so many gifts, we don't know what our purpose is because we're looking at those gifts. Right. And so you, you, you're at a place in your life, but you don't know what your purpose is. You don't know why God created you, and you got to get on a roll of self-discovery, and that takes me time. That takes stepping away and not worrying about nobody else but me. That takes making a schedule and saying, this is for the kids right now. I'm giving them this time, this day, but this day right here, nothing is going to happen on this day because it's my day. It's me stepping back and saying, okay, God. Where do I go from here? Who am I? Writing down some things. What am I passionate about? I'm a different kind of prophet. I don't like to prophesy to people without giving them solutions. 
without ministering right. to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And 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 I and I want to challenge you to find the person. Allow God to lead you, because there are some people out here just like there was someone that helped me. There are some people out there that can help you discover who you are and help you get to the place of destiny that you're supposed to be in. Because now that's all I do is right. I wake up thinking about right. I go to bed thinking about right. I didn't turn one book into eight different e-books because my mind constantly raced with different ideas and strategies when it comes to writing because now I'm in my zone. Now I'm in my purpose. So you got to find that thing that you're passionate about, the thing that you can work for free for. If you're not willing to work for free, when it comes to that thing, it's not your purpose. When is your purpose? You're willing to do it for free. Not that you're going to have to do it for free, but you're willing to do it for free. That's why when I go to the doctors, I ask them, if you never got paid to do this, what you doing? If they say no, I find another doctor. I want somebody who's passionate about this. Because if you're passionate about it, it's your purpose. If you're not passionate about it, then it's a gift or a talent that you're using to get money. I agree with that. So you got to get to a place in God, in yourself, where you take time out to discover who you are. This is a me time season. This is a season of being selfish. And what I mean by being selfish is you got to let people know, no, I matter. I come first. I got to do this thing for me. You got to learn to say no in this season. No, I can't do it right now. I can't do it right now. Nope. Can I borrow this? Nope, I can't do it right now. People call, can I talk? Nope, I can't do it right now. You got to use the word no in this season. You got to find out who God says that you are in this season, and that's going to speed some things up for you. That's going to speed some things up for you. And that desire to pray for the universe and the nation because we need it. That's going to uncover a whole nother level to you, a whole nother level. I'm telling you, woman of God, a whole nother level. I can go in some more about you, but I, I, I will have to talk to you separate off the line. I don't want to openly um, open, openly share some of the things I have to say, but um, um, you can get my information from Prophet Brian, and, and, and I'll talk to you um, privately um, about more that the Lord has given me. But this got to be a season for you where you tell people no. And you got to be, you got to be, you got to think about yourself in this season. It's about you. It's about you. Go get your head done. Go get your nails done. Put your little outfit on. Go out, have some fun, enjoy your life. It's about you in this season. It's about you. God want to do some things within you. God want to bless you. He want to birth a level of happiness within you in this season. So, God, we just thank you, God, for the woman of God. We um, bless the woman of God in our household. God, let, let your spirit just hover. Hover over her home, oh God. Let it hover over her home on tonight, God. Let your spirit just fill that place on tonight in the name of Jesus, God. Continue to restore her mind and 
Give her the longevity that she needs in order to complete the race that is set before her. God, even on tonight, begin to minister to her. God, we prophesy that you're going to visit her. Visit her, God. Visit her. Let her wake up excited, God, because you visited her, God, and you show her what she what you have assigned her to do in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, woman of God. I I, I, I really um I really will be praying I'm to you. Over here. You on too much. I'm I'm really gonna be praying for you. Um, just really, just really going to be praying for you because, um, it is really an urgency. I've really sensed an urgency in the spirit for you to really, um, walk into who God called you to be. You got to know who you are because if you don't know who you are, like I said before, you're conform. That's why we conform because we don't know who we are. God wants you to transform. God is really concerned about that with you. It's an urgency for you to be who he created you to be. When you don't know who you are, you accept anything from anybody. But we declare and decree that not so, not in this season, not anymore. You will not accept anything anymore in this season. God, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Okay, who's the last person? It was one more person. Is Brown still here? <laughs> I, um, I think you got him out, Prophet, because okay. it was... Mama Laverne, Nisi, Keisha, and Mama Francis. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I had my phone on mute because <clears throat> I've been dealing with sinuses draining down down the back of my neck. Ew. So I didn't want her ministering to y'all, and I'm clearing my throat. Oh, <clears throat> Yeah, I for some reason around ten, eleven, twelve o'clock at night, I get to coughing and I don't know why. <clears throat> and so, uh, yeah, I was like, let me put 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 my phone on mute, but um, let me uh do this real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, God, we thank you for this night. God, we thank you for your word. That has gone forth. We thank you for every seed planted. God, I lift up your servant. God, one whom you have sent on assignment this night direct from the throne room of heaven that you have used, God, as an oracle and a catalyst to bring change. Father, I pray this night, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you would pour back into her the virtue that she has released. Satan, the Lord God, rebuke you. We cancel every assignment of backlash and retaliation. Right now, God, we thank you that every word that has been spoken shall go forth and accomplish that which you have sent it out to accomplish, and no word shall return unto her void. 
Father, we thank you for giving her sweet rest, God. We thank you for pouring back into her, God, refilling her and refortifying her, God, for the next assignment, God, for the next place. God, we thank you, oh, God, for Rehoboth, God, even now making room for her. God, we thank you for enlarging her territory, for increasing her borders. God, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that wherever her feet begin to tread, God, you've already blessed her, oh, God, with the land and the property. God, whatever her hands begin to touch, oh, God, it already belongs to her. God, I thank you for the kind of favor that as she thinks it, it begins to manifest right before her very eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for an unmerited favor, an unmerited anointing resting on her, God, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. God, I decree and I declare this night in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that there should be nothing missing, nothing lacking, and that the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow, God, shall rest on her. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that she will have favor, oh, God, with men, God, that wherever she goes, God, that she will be treated as royalty, that she will be treated, God, as a queen. God, I thank you tonight, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God, for her entourage, for her staff, God, for her armor bearers, God, for, God, her ministry team, God, that you're raising up that shall travel with her, that shall cover her, that shall pray for her, God, that shall... God, be there to assist her. God, that shall go with her and go for her. God, I thank you tonight, right now, in the name of Jesus, that that you're preparing the stage. God, that you're already making easy, safe, and successful her way. God, I glorify you. God, that even though she's already written books and they're already on sale online and on different outlets, God, that you're about to make her name a household name. Right now, in the name of Jesus. God, that folk will come looking for her. God, because you've allowed her name to fly on wings of eagles. God, God, I glorify you now in the name of Jesus, because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into her spirit the things that you're about to do in this season, in this year, during this time, because her time is not on the way, it's not around the corner, but it's here and it's now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. We thank God, amen, for each of you. We love you. God bless you all, and we will see you next Sunday.